Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. I'm sitting here with Aurelio. Want to say hello? Hello. He sounds very enthusiastic today. We're going to talk about the Owl House. Do you remember going to the Owl House with me? Yeah. And what did you think about the Owl House? Nice. (laughs) Today, we are going to visit a place in Rome that is incredibly unexpected. If you saw a picture of it, you'd never guess that it was in Rome. It's called La Casina delle Civette, or the Little Owl House. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that it is one of the most special places in the city. It's a true treasure. So if you are in Rome, maybe for the second time or the third time, or if you live in Rome, I would definitely recommend a visit there. It's not probably going to be on your top 10 list if it's your first time and you've only got three days. And if you only have three days, shame on you. But like I said, if you have a bit of extra time or if you've seen the major sites already, I highly recommend a visit. It's located in a place called Villa Torlonia. Now, if you know Rome, you know that Rome has a number of villae in it. And it's not exactly what it sounds like to our, at least English ears, villa. You know, we think of a big house. But really, a villa meant the house, the country house, and all of its grounds. So Villa Pamfili, Villa Borghese, these were the grounds, the grounds of the summer homes of wealthy people who lived in Rome. Most of them are now public parks, and they're really great places to go and just spend some time in nature. Villa Torlonia is on the smaller side for a villa. It's still enormous if you think of it as the private grounds of a private home. But compared to Villa Borghese, Villa Ada, Villa Pamfili, it does seem a little bit smaller. But what it lacks in square hectares, it makes up for in the gorgeous buildings that are located there. It belonged to, obviously, the Torlonia family. It is located slightly north of center, which is another reason that a lot of people don't go there because it's not, it's not really located anywhere near any other major sites. You have to know that it's there and you have to make a special trip to get up there. It's not that far away from the center. It's just, it takes a little bit more effort. But like I said, it's very, very worth it. And there are three main buildings located there. Casino Nobile, the Casa dei Principi, and of course the Casina delle Civette, the Owl House. Now, the Torlonia family, specifically Alessandro Torlonia, who was a prince, he decided to have, in addition to the main house, he decided to have this small, I mean, small is a relative term, but compared to the massive, gorgeous, formal uh, residence in the villa, He also decided to have a smaller and much more rustic home built. It was originally envisioned as a Swiss chalet, and it was designed by Giuseppe Giappelli in 1840. To be honest, not much of that original structure is retained, or I should say not much of the visual aspect of it. The physical building is there, but it has been much changed since then. Over the centuries, many different members of this family wanted to put their mark on this little house. And so in the early 1900s, it was turned into what they called at the time a medieval hamlet. It was changed and updated to look like it was very, very old. Um, The idea was that 
it would look like a collection of small medieval buildings all sort of put together in one. So there are turrets, there are little tiny columns, there are very, very intricate decorative elements. And it is really that main structure that exists today. And it's very charming. It's like if you imagined what the perfect fairy tale house, the gingerbread house, I mean, it almost looks like it should be made of candy because it's just so cute. It was updated one more time after that in 1916. A lot of Art Nouveau details were added. So it's this really strange mixture of originally this you know, Swiss style chalet mixed with fake medieval architecture and Art Nouveau elements. And I know that sounds totally crazy and it sounds like it would be awful, but it actually works and it's so beautiful and it's so lovely. And at the time that it was built, that was not the style of the day, but that's kind of okay just because they did such a great job with it. So the number one thing to look out for in the Owl House are the stained glass windows. You might, if you follow me on Instagram, if if you follow my private account, Tiffany Parks Rome, you might have seen my stories on August 7th. I know it was August 7th that I went there because it was Aurelio's birthday and we went together. You might have seen some of the photos and videos I took of the windows inside because they're absolutely incredible. The word stained glass window does not do it justice. It's really art glass. And some, but not all, of these works of art were created by an artist named Duilio Cambellotti. He's kind of accepted as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Art Nouveau Italian glass artist. He and several others who were working simultaneously with him or in later generations created these windows that are that are not just beautiful, but they many of them have themes. So you'll be walking down one area of the house and you'll see all stained glass windows with different types of roses. And then you'll go into another room and you'll see stained glass windows with all different types of fruits or with wine elements, wine goblets and grapes. There are also individual ones that are just standalone pieces that are exceptionally beautiful. There's one of a fairy. um, There's one of a group of swans. You almost can't believe how many little rooms you're going to find. It's kind of a maze inside because it was built, as I said, to resemble sort of this medieval village. And so you just go from room to room to room and and you can't even really tell, you know, have I been down this way yet? It feels almost like you're in a maze. That for some reason just adds to the charm of it. The most famous stained glass windows in the Owl House, of course, are depicting owls. These are by the aforementioned Duilio Cambellotti. And there are also several other owl elements in the general decoration of the house. There are a lot of owl lovers out there, including Katie. She's a, uh, a big owl person. So if you love owls, even if you don't, if you love stained glass window, if you just love beautiful, unusual places in Rome, I highly recommend a visit to the Owl House. I think that that's the number one draw of Villa Torlonia is the Owl House. But I don't want to not mention the Casino Nobile. I had never been there. I'd been to the Owl House before. I just sort of thought, this is the only thing of interest to me. <laughs> but turns out I was wrong. When I went with Aurelio on the 7th, I noticed that on our way out, you know, here's the Casino Nobile, might as well go in. Well, I was stunned by the beauty of this place. It's very neoclassical. So if you don't like neoclassical style, you might not like it, but it's absolutely spectacular. 
with just beautiful ceiling frescoes, neoclassical columns, a lot of stucco work, and some amazing furniture on the upper level. It's interesting, not just because of the beauty of the house, but also because this was actually Mussolini's residence when he was living in Rome. You know, he sort of just took over. (laughs) So if you're interested in that on a historic level, you can visit the Casino Nobile as well. Definitely worth a look around. One of the absolute best things about visiting Villa Torlonia, I guess maybe because it was August, it was a little bit even more so. But in general, I think it's true that it's a pretty empty place. We were the only people in both sections of the museum, both the Casino Nobile and the Casina delle Civette. We were literally the only people in the whole museum, both times. <laughs> and they're not that small. It's kind of wonderful. Sometimes when you're in Rome, you can get so overwhelmed by the crowds. It can be wonderful to go to a beautiful museum that is literally empty. You were very, very enthusiastic about it when we were there. I know. Did you like the windows? Yeah. You know my favorite part of the Owl House? Mm. It's a secret passageway. What's a secret passage? Don't you remember we found a secret passageway with yellow windows and the light shone in and it was all goldy inside? That's not the secret passage. What was it? That was a bridge. Oh, that was a bridge, was it? So not so cool. Sometimes it's nice, whether you're with kids or not, to just go to a place that doesn't take very long to visit. It really takes maybe a half an hour, 40 minutes if you're really taking time to see the Owl House. And I would say the same for the Casino Nobile. So it's very doable. There's also a restaurant in the villa. So you can take a break and have some lunch in the meantime. So I hope that you enjoyed learning about the Owl House. And I hope that you'll visit because it's really a special place. This has been your bittersweet moment. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. <laughs>